0: This is Angela with Danceable Thoughts. Welcome to a new season of our weekly podcast, Hear it tonight. Use it tomorrow. I'm excited. It's August 2023. A new school year is upon us. I'm very excited to be bringing you my newest series of thoughts for you as dance educators. It comes from a phrase I'm borrowing from one of my favorite podcasters. His name is Scott Adams. So I got to give him credit. The phrase is design is destiny. And we are going to take that phrase and we are going to just run with it. Design is destiny. Let's think about that word design starting right off with that you know as performing artists as artists as creative souls the word design right off the bat gives us so much to think about we tend to design all the aspects of our life we design our wardrobe we design our environment we arrange the furniture when we are creating performances we probably are not just designing choreography but we even edit music to create special effects we think about the costume. We think about the setting, the scenery. We set the scene. When we are in a theater space, we're setting lighting. We're creating an environment. It's very easy to think about design design is destiny when we're talking about a final performance product but i'm going to take that phrase and think about the word destiny a little bit differently when when i think about destiny of course you think fame and fortune and where you're going to end up in x amount of years but destiny for me is you are getting the greatness that you deserve you're getting the productivity, you're getting the fruits of your labor. Destiny sometimes might give you the thought, well, destiny could be that something bad happens to you, but I'm not gonna really zoom in on that part of this. I'm gonna think more preventative. Design is destiny. So when we have a great design, we're going to have a great outcome. When I've been working all summer long on professional development, staff development kind of situations, and even working with students and leadership, I've been really talking to them about the value of warm-up and what happens in warm-up, what goes into warm-up. And so after I get through my little diatribe about design and destiny and how important that is in our planning, we're going to talk a little bit about warm-up. So this week's podcast will be an extension of many of the things that I got to visit with dance educators across the state of Texas this summer about the importance of warm-up what's happening in woma. before we get into that nitty gritty, let's talk design as destiny. Design in the way that you plan not just your day, but how you design the long-term outlook for what's going to happen. So in some worlds, we might say it's your curriculum. For my friends in the studio world, you can remember that you just seemed like you walked in and the expert in your room, your teacher, he or she just put the music on and led you through class and you knew what to do and they knew what to do. That is absolutely not the experience that most of us in public education experience. So my friends who are new to the teaching profession in the public school setting i'm going to remind you one more time that it is your destiny yes it is to share your love of dance and the things that made it important to you with these students you created for yourself a designed path that got you to this moment but let me be um, a helpful friend a helpful voice to remind you that while you're going to eventually lead those kids to experiences that are very much like what you experienced in in the studio world and your best memories of that you're going to have to slow walk them into understanding why you get so enthusiastic about a well-performed combination they're just like wow that was fun I was grooving to the music and you're psyched out because you can't believe it. They got all their turns and their feet were pointed. See, I'm visualizing a destiny that is amazing, where the technical aspects of performing come together, where the performance and energy projection expression comes together. These things don't happen by accident. You're training it into your students. So to train, you're going to need a great design. So let's get into that thought about warmup. I'm going to start with what's on the top of most people's minds right now is about getting their performing group ready to step onto the field, step out onto the court, and maybe shine under those famous texas friday night lights well when you're thinking about performance you are probably thinking all the important things about getting them there how they're going to look what they're going to wear how many how many rehearsals you have those are all part of your design but i'm going to get you back to what you love which is the movement i want you to really take some time to look at the content of your first combinations that you are having them perform in front of an audience is it footwork is it arm work probably it's a combination does it have turns does it have leaps does it have flexibility moments kicks and splits i want you to look at those things and then be kind to yourself but be honest with yourself about what is it that your students need to do more of and warm up. So now I ask you say to yourself if we're going to have this kick routine, this kick sequence, then I need to be building up their flexibility. I need to be building up their stamina. So the next thought about design is destiny and how that applies to warm up means that you're going to start adding into the way you speak to your dancers. You're going to give them information. I know they're teenagers. I raised one, actually I raised a bunch of them over my 30 years of teaching. And what you feel like is going in one ear and out the other. It has to pass through there somewhere for a little processing. So what I want you to do is find some time in your workout schedule, your warm-up workout schedule, to actually say to your students, hey, we are adding this because it's going to make our whatever skill better you're going to actually connect the why to the what that they are doing it doesn't need to be a paragraph it only needs to be a sentence but it's going to be a sentence that you say quite a bit until it stays with your students Even if it's something as simple as doing cardio at the beginning of class and they're like, yeah, they think they're doing it just to get, you know, the heart rate up and stuff. You may need to remind them that in the emotional excitement of performing their heart rates right before they step onto the field, their heart rates actually go up a little bit. How do you manage when you feel super excited and nervous? Well, you do it by controlling your breathing. So let's do some great breathing while we're warming up. And when you get to the point of feeling a little bit of fatigue in your warm up or in your repetitions of whatever you're working on, let's know how to breathe correctly. See, so we didn't think about that very much. We just figure they're young and resilient and they can just get hyped and then come down. I want you to think about how not just the heart rate moving up because the physical things that are happening, but also the emotional stuff. Because just what their heart rate is doing is what their little brains are doing. All the connections are going is really fast and they're thinking really fast and they're worrying about it And then I see somebody in the stands and oh my gosh, I'm okay, how do we zone in emotionally and mentally and almost academically to be prepared for a performance certainly you're giving them the physical memory the you know the kinesthetic memory of the performance but you also have to prepare that other side of them don't let it be a surprise of what it's going to feel like underneath those friday night lights for the first time so design into your warm-up time where you're not sitting down, but you know what, maybe you turn the music off. And we'll talk music in a little while, but you turn the music off and while you're stretching, you start really talking about the things that are really going to be amazing. Setting them up for success, setting them up for what-ifs, talking them through it, but not necessarily stopping your valuable rehearsal time to give them all these scenarios. Trust me, the minute they start visualizing the performance, they're going to probably do a little bit better in their warm-up. And that's the other part of designing a warm-up that is more applicable to the skills that are coming up. I want you to really take the time to give your students your presence, your feedback, your attention as they are warming up. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be truthful. There were many times somebody else warmed up my kids. I showed up for the critical run-throughs of the performances and the practicing and the learning and all of those things. I'm asking you to design it a little bit differently. I'm asking you, I'm saying to you, invest in spending the time out in the room with your students when they're warming up, not just your Dance One kids your best top-of-the-line kids. Your kids are in habits in their warm-up, especially those who have a great deal of experience. They like doing right leg. They don't like doing left leg. They may be sloughing off. So maybe you spend a little time giving them a little more of your attention because your presence is incredibly insightful and valuable to them. Yeah, I didn't use the word threatening, but some of you might have thought that when you're in the room, they know it's the serious stuff. And when you switch over it being a threatening experience to being a time where you're giving them positive feedback, you're affirming their best efforts. It's going to become a great opportunity for you to invest in them and build relationships with them for them to see you not just as the person that picks apart a performance, but as a person who is designing an experience that is going to lead them to the destiny of being great performers whether it's on the football field or anywhere else they want to step onto the floor and perform classroom dance space performing arts real world investing in the prep and making the prep enjoyable and important and i'm going to say Focused is the thing we are missing. If you will energize and invest your time in warm-up in August, when you get around to January and February, you're going to have a better product whenever you are competing later on in the year. Investing in August, your time, your energy, even if it means you have to design your personal time, your day a little bit differently so that... Absolutely, the distractions that normally would happen at the beginning of a rehearsal over the time is not there. You're going to push those to the side, those phone calls, those emails, that stuff. You're going to push that to the side and let the kiddos see how important warm-up time is. Give them the feedback tell them you see that wow you really are getting strong look how strong you are in that stretch or that balance or how great your ankles are looking oh i see your feet changing those ankles are really getting more you know strong you're telling them that you're seeing their improvement and what's important is that when you tell kid number one that the dancer on either side of him or her they are thinking to themselves i want to get noticed too They may not show it on the outside. They may be a little disinterested. Their persona may be that they're a little aloof, but the truth is everybody wants to be noticed. They wouldn't be in the performing arts if they didn't want to be noticed. So I want you to think about how those simple times in warm-up, you're going to be able to invest positive energy. You're going to affirm good work at all levels. You don't just reward the triple pirouette performed in front of the audience. You reward the really well done single pirouette from the kid who is on the uphill climb of those skills. Invest in warm-up time with your energy. And with your attention the last thing I want to talk about in design is destiny is talking about your presence I know you want to you want your phone on your hip I know a lot of you use your phone to control your music that type of thing but as much as possible set a new goal for yourself that you're away from your digital devices there is not going to be a time during your rehearsals where your kids Think that you are, even if they are incorrectly thinking, thinking that you are investing in checking your social media when you should be checking them out and seeing how well they're doing. When you do this, you're going to have to probably have to train yourself. You've been off all summer, it's been there, it's been your constant companion, just like it's been the kids' constant companion. You're going to have to wean them and you off of them i find and i'm being very candid with you i find that um, we're really good at telling kids to get away from their phones but we aren't as good at that if you are in the situation that i was in in different parts of my life where i was uh, caring for my child i was a single mom when i was caring for an elderly relative when there was something extenuating going on in my life where i would have to have my phone near me I said to my students and my coworkers, I'm going to have my phone here. If it goes off, I may have to take a call. I just want you to know there's some other things going on in my life that I have to. So you're still prioritizing taking care of family and those kinds of needs. But they cannot see you going to your phone every time there is a water break. They cannot because that's what they want to do so design is destiny tell the people in your immediate world who might be casually reaching out to you hey i'm gonna be you know my notifications are not gonna be on from this time to this time so i'll be happy to you know my best friend and i used to debrief on the way home from uh practice every day you can debrief with them you can update all of them can do all that but that's going to be something that you have to design into your own skill building because it's just it's normal for us to believe that our phone is an appendage of our body i'm asking you to break that cycle so back to that last and most positive thought about design is destiny i'm going to go to those precious little dance one kiddos whether you're middle school high school even elementary who are coming to you with no knowledge not a lick of real understanding about dance what i hope that you will do is you will build into your time with those kids however limited it might be opportunities to make them understand how important, because most of you are going really slow right now, um, giving them beginning skills, showing them how to do things, how important things it is to do things safely. And you are going to explain to them that the reason we work on this stretch and we do our things like this and we do this with our hips and we keep our legs straight and we work on our posture is because we're going to be safe. We're going to be safe so that later on we can get into trying those challenging skills and our bodies will be prepared. You're going to tell them these things in little short sentences. You're not going to spend paragraphs explaining to them why that this muscle and that muscle that's there's time for that down the road but right now you're going to be dancing with them to music you're going to be warming up they're going to be having fun and then you're going to take a short break and you're going to talk a little bit and then you're going to go back into the important application of whatever safety tip see i didn't call them technique tips i called them safety tips for warming up that might help. It might also help those kids who are not at all understanding why there has to be technique because nobody said there's a TikTok technique. They just said, hey, do these moves. Now you're going to give them another reason why it's important to listen to you, the expert in the room, that you care about their safety. Their physical improvements will come because you did things in the right order and the right sequence so they could safely go from not being able to touch their toes to the ever important full split because we all know that all Dance One kids are certain that a full split is the definition of cool dancing. That's a joke I use all the time, but I'd be remiss if I didn't use it now because i visualize all those dance one kids who at the first week of school have put down that one of their goals for you is to do the splits. Just smile and nod and tell them you'll do everything you can to get them there. Speaking of doing everything you can to get them there, that's what I'm here for i'm here as your resource you know i do all the curriculum stuff but also i'm super excited about reminding you about the best ways to have purposeful and efficient rehearsals i'm excited about what you have in front of you the start of a new school year is always just such a rush i know it's hard work and here in texas it's hot and it's crazy and just tell yourself this is my chance to renew, I'm invigorated, and I'm ready. I'm designing a new new way of doing things, and the destiny that I want to achieve is out there waiting for me. So check in with me again during the week. The morning revs will be back. They're not in the normal fashion as they always are, I'm playing with some different parts of social media for the morning rev. But we will definitely be doing those two-minute pep talks that have zero to do specifically with dance and everything to do with having a great interaction with the world around you. I hope you have a great week. I hope you'll think these things through and you and your students will dance them out.